Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Good morning. Can they hear the little chicks in the background, I bet? All right, let's go to chapter three. Hmm. Okay. No, chapter three? Chapter four. Chapter three? Chapter four? I don't know. The next chapter. I think we're on chapter four of The Witches by Rolled Doll. Pain, what would you do if I named you Rolled? And I was like, I named you after my one of my favorite authors, Rolled. Wouldn't that be weird? Very peculiar name. All right. The Grand High Witch. The next day, a man in a black suit arrived at the house carrying a briefcase, and he held a long conversation with my grandmother in the living room. I was not allowed in there while he was there, but when at last he went away, my grandmother came to get me, walking in very slowly and looking very sad. That man was reading me your father's will, she said. What's a will, I asked. Well, it's something that you write before you die, she said. And in it, you say who's going to have your money and your property. But most importantly, it says who's going to look after your child if both mother and father die. A fear of panic took a hold of me. What did it say, Grandmama? I cried. I don't have to go to somebody else, do I? No, Grandmama said. Your father would have never done that. He has asked me to take care of you for as long as I live, but he has also asked that I take you back to your own house in England. He wants us to stay there. But why, I say? Why can't we stay here in Norway? You would hate it to live anywhere else. You told me you would. I know, she said, but there are lots of complications with money, and so the house... And with the house that you wouldn't understand. Also, it is said that you also... That you... That in the will you, wait, wait, also it said in the will that although all of your family is Norwegian, you were born in England and you have to start your education and you have started your education there and he wants you to continue going to English schools. Oh, grandma. Oh, grandma, I cried. You don't want to go and live in, in, in our English house. I know you don't. Of course I don't, she said, but I'm afraid I must. This, the will said that your mother felt the same way about it, and it's important to respect the wishes of your parents. There was no way out of it. We had to go to England, and my grandmother started making arrangements at once. Your next school term begins in a few days, she said, so we don't have to waste any time. On the evening before we left for England, my grandmother got out her favorite, got on to her favorite subject once again. There are not many witches in England as there are in Norway, she said. I'm sure I won't meet one, I said, since I sincerely hope you won't, she said, because those English witches are probably the most vicious in the whole world. As she sat there smoking her foul cigar and talking away, I kept looking at the hand with the missing thumb. I couldn't help it. I was fascinated by it, and I kept wondering what awful thing had happened that time she had met a witch. It must have been something absolutely appalling and gruesome. Otherwise, she would have told me about it. 
Maybe the thumb had been twisted off, or perhaps she had forced it into a and forced to jam her thumb down the spout of a boiling kettle until it was steamed away. Or did someone pull it out of her hand like a tooth? I couldn't help trying to guess. Tell me what those English witches do, Grandmama. I said. Well, she said, sucking oh, sucking away at her stinky cigar. Their favorite ruse is to mix up powder that will turn your child into something, some creature that will grow up that grown-ups hate. What sort of creature, Grandmama? Oh, often it's a slug. She said, a slug is one of their favorites. The grown-ups step on. A step on the slug and squish it without knowing it's a child. It's perfectly beastly, I cried. Or it might be a flea, my grandmother said. They might turn you into a flea. And without realizing what your what she was doing, your own mother would get out the flea powder and then it's goodbye to you. You're making me nervous, Grandmama. I don't think I want to go back to England. I've known English witches, she went on, who have turned children into a pheasant and then sneaked the pheasant into the woods the very next day before pheasant shooting season opened. Ouch, I said. So they get shot? Of course they get shot, she said, and then they get plucked and roasted and eaten for supper. I pictured myself as a pheasant, frantically, flying frantically over the man with guns and swerving and dipping as the guns exploded below me. Yes, my grandmother said. It gives English witches a great pleasure to stand back and watch the grown-ups do away with their own children. Ugh, I really don't want to go to England, Grandmama. Of course you don't, she said. Nor do I, but I'm afraid we've got to. Are witches different in every country, I said. Completely different, my grandmother said. But I don't know much about the other countries. Don't you... Don't you even know about America, I asked. Not really, she answered. Although I have heard it said that over there, the witches are able to make grown-ups eat their own children. Oh, never, I cried. Oh, no, Grandmama, that couldn't be true. I don't know whether it's true or not, she said. It's only a rumor I've heard. But how could they possibly make them eat their own children? Well, by turning them into hot dogs, she said. That wouldn't be too difficult for a clever witch. Does every single country in the world have witches, I asked. Wherever you find people, you find witches, my grandmother said. There's a secret society of witches in every country. And do they know about one another, Grandmama? They do not, she said. Witches only know witches in their own country. She is strictly forbidden to communicate with any other foreign witches. But an English witch, for example, will know all the other witches in England. They are all friends. They ring each other up. They swap deadly recipes. Goodness knows what else they talk about, I hate to think. I sat on the floor watching my grandmother. She put her cigar stub in the ashtray and folded her hands across her stomach. Once a year, she went on, the witches of each separate country hold their own secret meeting. They all get together in one place and receive a lecture from the Grand High Witch of all the world. From who? I said. She is the ruler of them all, my grandmother said. She is all-powerful. She is without mercy. All the other witches are petrified of her. They only see her once a year at the annual meeting. She goes up there, whips up excitement and enthusiasm to give orders, and the Grand High Witches travel from country to... The Grand High Witches... <sighs> the Grand High Witch travels from country to country attending those annual meetings. 
Where do they have these meetings, Grandmama? Oh, they're all sorts of rumors, my grandmother answered. I have heard that they said that they just book a hotel like any other group of women who are holding a meeting. I also have heard it say that some are very peculiar things go on at the hotels that they stay in. It's rumored that the beds are never slept in and that there are burn marks on the carpet floors that toads discovered are discovered in the bathtubs and that down in the kitchen, the cook once found a baby crocodile swimming in the saucepan of soup. My grandmother picked up her cigar and took another puff, inhaling the foul smoke deeply into her lungs. Where does the Grand High Witch live when she's at home? I asked. Nobody knows, grandmother said. If we knew, then we could if we knew that, then she could be rooted out and destroyed. Which op which files all over the world have spent their lives trying to discover the secret headquarters of the Grand High Witch. What's a witchophile, Grandmama? A witchophile is a person who studies witches a lot and knows a lot about them, my grandmother said. Are you a witchophile, Grandmama? I'm a retired witchophile, she said. I am too old to be active any longer. But when I was younger, I traveled all over the globe to track down the Grand High Witch. I never came even close to succeeding. Is she rich? I asked. She's rolling, my grandmother said, my grandmother said, simply rolling in money. Rumor has it that there is a machine in her headquarters, which is exactly like the machine at the government, and that she uses to print blank notes you and I notes you and I use. After all, blank notes are the only bits of paper with special designs and pictures on them. Anyone can make them who has the right machine and the right paper. Well, my guess is that the Grand High Witch makes all the money she wants, and she dishes it out to the witches everywhere. What about foreign money, I asked. Those machines can make Chinese money if you want them to, my grandmother said. It's only a question of pressing the right button. But Grandmama, I said, if nobody has ever seen the Grand High Witch, how can you be so sure she exists? My grandmother gave me a long and very severe look. Nobody has ever seen the devil, she said, but we know he exists. The next morning we sailed for England and soon I was back in the old family house in Kent, but this time with only my grandmother to look after me. When the Easter term began and every weekday I went to school, everything seemed to come back to normal again. Now at the bottom of our garden there was an enormous conker tree and high up in its branches Timmy, my best friend, and I started to build a magnificent tree house. We were able to work on it only on the weekends, but we were getting along fine. I, we had begun with the floor, which we built by laying wide planks between the two quite far apart branches and nailing them down. <sighs> Within a month, we had finished the floor. Then we constructed a wooden rail around the floor and only left the roof to left to build. The roof was a difficult bit. One Saturday afternoon, when Timmy was in bed with the flu, I decided to make a start on the roof all by myself. It was lovely being high up in the conker tree, with all of the pale young leaves coming down around me. It looked like being a big, a big green cave, and then height made it feel extra exciting. My grandmother had told me that if I fell, I would break a leg. Every time I looked down, I got a tingle along my spine. <clears throat> I worked away, nailing the first plank on the floor or on the roof. Suddenly, out of the corner of my eye, I caught sight of a woman standing immediately below me. She was looking up at me and smiling in mo the most peculiar way. When most people smile, their lips go sideways. This woman's lips went upwards and downwards, showing all of her back and front teeth and gums. The gums were like raw meat. 
It is always a shock to discover that you are being watched when you think you are alone. And when it was this strange, and what was this strange woman doing in my garden anyways? I noticed that she was wearing a small black hat and she had black gloves on her hands and the gloves nearly came up to her elbows. <gasps> gloves, she was wearing gloves. I froze. I have a present for you, she said, still staring at me, smiling, showing her teeth and gums. I didn't answer. Come down from that tree, little boy, she said, and I shall give you the most exciting present you've ever had. Her voice had a curious, rasping quality. It made all sorts of metallic sounds, as though her throat was full of drawing pins. Without taking my eyes from her face, she slowly put one of those gloved hands into her purse and drew out a small green snake. She held it up for me to see. It's tame, she said. The snake began to coil itself around her arm. It was a brilliant green. If you don't come down here, I shall give him if you come down here, I shall give him to you, she said. Oh, Grandmama, I thought, come and help me. Then I panicked. I dropped the hammer and shot up that enormous tree like a monkey. I didn't stop until I was as high as I could possibly go, and there I stayed, quivering with fear. I couldn't see that woman now. There were layers and layers of leaves between her and me. I stayed up there for hours and kept very still. It began to grow dark. At last, I heard my grandmother calling my name. I'm up here, I shouted back. Come down here at once, she called out. It's past your supper time. Grandmama, I shouted. Has that woman gone? What woman, my grandmother called back. The woman with the black gloves. There was silence from below. It was the silence of somebody who was too stunned to speak. Grandmama, I shouted. Has she gone? Yes, my grandmother answered at last. She's gone. I'm here, my darling. I'll look after you. You can come down now. I climbed down and I was trembling. My grandmother folded me into her arms. I've seen a witch, I said. Come inside, she said. You'll be all right with me. She led me into the house and gave me a cup of hot cocoa with lots of sugar in it. Tell me everything, she said. I told her. By the time I'd finished, it was my grandmother who was trembling. Her face was ashy gray and she and I saw her glance down at her at that hand of hers without a thumb. You know what this means, she said. It means that there's one of them in our district. From now on, I'm not letting you walk alone to school. Do you think that she could... Do you think that she could be after me specially, I asked? No, she said, I doubt that. One child is as good as any other of those creatures. It's, it is hardly surprising that after that, I became the very witch, a very witch-conscious little boy. If I happened to be alone on the road and saw a woman approaching me who was wearing gloves, I would quickly skip over to the other side. And the weather remained pretty cold during the whole of the month, and nearly everybody was wearing gloves. Curiously enough, though, I never saw this woman with the green snake again. It was my first witch, but it wasn't my last.